So as I read my Africa posts, I uh, I just keep thinking about how cool it was, and I haven't thought about Africa for a long time, and um, it's it's cool. I'm kind of getting into it, remembering how excited uh, I was and how exciting uh, it was. Uh, so let's see here. So October third, big travel day, but lots of good animal sightings. The morning was great. We saw a big elephant walk right by the camp and then another run away from a small jackal about 100 yards away. It was hilarious to see this huge elephant running from the little fox-like animal. The elephant ran behind a tree with the jackal trotting behind and then the elephant trumpeted too. Priscus, our guide, said he had never seen that before. You could also see zebras on the lake bed out in front of us. It was such a beautiful campsite. Only us. On the drive out, we saw a giraffe from about 10 yards away and a troop of elephants with a baby less than two years old. He was so cute, very rambunctious, and still feeding from the nipple. Lots of baboons, too. Then we drove from 10 a.m. till 6 p.m. to our campsite in the Serengeti. On the way out, we passed Ngorogoro Crater, we peered down and uh, at the uh, crater highlands, then over some beautiful high dry terrain into the Serengeti. We passed through a lot of Maasai country and even um, into a village. It was uncomfortable because they perform for you, um, but you pay them. It was interesting too. We went into a hut made of dung and they sleep on hides. It was cool, however. Also stopped at Olduvai Gorge. That was way cool. I have now seen where Australia Pithecus was discovered. We were late, and so we hightailed it through the Serengeti for about an hour. But it was gorgeous, and we saw some animals. It means endless plains in Maasai, and it is. We saw a cheetah. Also, Thompson Gazelle, Heart Beast, Grant Gazelle, Troy Gazelle, or Tui Gazelle, Secretary Birds, Cool Feather Headdress, Black Pants, Black Parts, a Vulture, Huge Crane, Two Hyenas, um, a Herd of uh, Zebras, Zebras and Baboons on the way down from Angoro as well, Water Buffaloes, and Hippos. The coolest thing about the day, other than the elephant running from the jackal, is that at our camp, we can hear lions and hippos. It sounds like they are 200 yards away. The lions make that slight vroom sound, more like, um, well, you just have to learn, you just have to hear it, like they do at the circus, I guess. October 5th through October 6th. Serengeti and Ngorogoro Crater. Awesome day on the Serengeti. Huge endless plains. Very dry grass, but the rains are making some green spots and some um, wooded land up north, acacia and sausage trees. Went out at 8.30 a.m. and didn't see much for a while. Zebras, giraffes, elephants, um, I'm not sure what that is. Uh, Thompson gazelle. Um, oh, maybe ostrich. Um, but we've seen all that. But they, but then we saw a leopard lounging in a sausage tree, just chilling. 
Also saw some lions on a rock, but hard to see. Then we spotted two cheetahs in the distance on a mound in the middle of a sea of dry grass about 300 meters out. They left the mound and disappeared. For five minutes, we searched the grass in front and to the side with the binoculars, but we could not see a thing. Then we drove out to the mound and nothing. They had completely disappeared, vanished in a sea of grass. We looked and then saw a lone gazelle. We figured they were hunting it, so we kept looking. Then we saw a head pop up. Got him. We drove out uh, to them um, a few uh, to within um, a few yards, and they had a freshly killed gazelle. One of them was still suffocating it. They were both panting very hard. They uh, killed it while we were looking for them right in front of us. It was amazing. We watched in awe for a few minutes. One would stand guard for the other while the other ate. You could feel the urgency. They had to get a full belly before the hyenas or the lions came. We left within a few minutes to give them some peace. What an experience. We also saw two hyenas fighting over a gazelle head. It was Tug of war, one finally won and ran away laughing. Late in the day, we saw a great lion. His mane was like nothing I have ever seen, so full. Also saw a baby, two months, elephant, baby elephant, velvet monkeys, lots of ostriches and baboons. Had a great dinner. Our guide, Priscus, and Chef Wilson are great. The food is amazing. Today we saw two lionesses and five cubs. And then um, headed to the crater. Tough driving and we got so dirty. Car overheated for a while and we stopped in Maasai country. Saw a Maasai walk from the country and stop a bus. He was in traditional dress but had a, a shiny watch. They love watches. The crater is so beautiful but it is very dry now and not as many animals as usual. However, we saw a black rhino, only 18 left. We saw it from way out and uh, way out, but great, just the same. Saw the other unusual su- saw the other usual suspects and some funny hippos. They were rolling, camped at a beautiful site on the crater rim. Great sight in the Serengeti, also. So, um, in. From October 2nd till October 6th, those chapters that I, or entries that I just read, they go by pretty fast. But the, that was some of the most exciting, or that was some of the most uh, exciting uh, portions of my trip. Some of the most ex- excitement I had, uh, I, I saw in my trip, or I guess the most eventful. Um, it was, it was, it was really something. Um, so when we left that Lake Menara, we get in our, um, our Range Rover and, uh, or Land Rover, whatever it is. And, um, we basically, we did a lot of driving and, um, maybe I'll just try to remember the, the land that we went through. I, the Tanzania and Kenya there, they're on the Rift Valley and this is a, a geographic um uh it's a geological um not geographic geological um 
I don't know what you call it. There, there's a there's a um, the land. It's like a there's a plate, and it's it's splitting apart, and and because of it, there's they actually have some mountains, and and they're not mountains like you think of here. It's just kind of like a big wall. It's, it's hard to describe, but. Um, uh, anyway, we drove along that big wall for a long time, I remember, and then um, we uh, turned right and we drove up into uh, that wall, if you will, the mountains, and um, you're going up into uh, what's called Ngorogoro Crater. And you cannot tell it's a crater because uh, you haven't gotten to the summit yet. But once you get up to this top of this ridge, you look down and it's this gorgeous open space. And it's a volcanic crater that's been uh, not active, you know, uh, dormant for, you know, so long that the floor of the uh, crater, and it's so large, that it's it's a little ecosystem for all these animals. Um, so you could think of it as it's like a big plane, but it's in the middle of a of a crater. And um, anyway, we we just stopped long enough to um, to peer down, and there was like a fancy camp right there. I remember. Um, but then we um, dropped down the other side, and that was so beautiful. You could see Maasai huts, little villages. And the scenery in this whole Serengeti region is um, they have these trees. I, I think they're like acacia trees or something. And um, they're, spaced, they're spaced out in such a way it's almost – it's just so pretty. It's like – it's almost like someone you know picked them up and put them down in all these spaces to make it – you know the way they spaced them out, it just – it's very pleasing to the eye. And uh, so I remember when we got up there, you know, as we drove down, we stopped a few times and we get out of the car and we could look out at these villages in the distance. And um, and every now and then you would pass by a Maasai tribesman and they'd always just kind of be sitting there, you know, it's kind of random. All of a sudden there's some dude standing there or <laughs> sitting there because he's out with his his uh, cattle or goats and they wear the traditional um, red and blue purple uh, capes and um, I mentioned it there they had watches and I don't even think they worked they but they like these watch you know shiny watches um, you know a lot of them would be like old watches it's just jewelry for them basically but they loved the watches that was really interesting it was a thing and um, so then when you come down um, you descend into the valley below, it's this huge plain, and that is the start of uh, the Serengeti. We weren't quite to the Serengeti yet, but um, when we got to the the, the um, on the other side of the Ngorogoro crater, and and we had descended, there was a, a Maasai village, and we we spent a, a couple hours there, and I could talk about that for hours because. Um, you know they had all the women there, and they're they're tall and they're thin and they're bald. They shave their heads, and some of them don't have teeth. Their dental programs aren't the greatest. Um, and the kids are playing in the dirt, you know, and um, and it doesn't look very nice. But you know they have more than the people stuck in those shanty towns. Uh, at least they have food and you know a, a sustainable livelihood, and they're probably not worried about where they're going to get their next meal. And, um, you know, it's interesting. I don't remember the cattle too much, but um, 
but this this village was on the the this road, so they were taking advantage of it by having um, tourists come in every now and then, and you know we'd pay them and and they they'd sing. So the women lined up and in a semicircle and sang for us. And then the men, well, they were the like the uh, young bucks, you know, they were probably fourteen to eighteen, and and they like uh, performed for us, and they like had their spears and. You know, I was like videotaping them. I was videotaping the women and Jeff's like, look out. And, you know, I turn around and they're like sneaking up on me with their spears. And the thing that that, um, was amazing is they would jump in the air. And and it was like a um, obviously, you know, who can jump the highest would probably get the best looking woman or something. But they would do it flat footed and they would just like a pogo stick, just launch up in the air. And I mean, they could have dunked a basketball <laughs> from a standing standing still um yeah and they would ask us to jump you know and of course you know we were pretty pathetic i mean i had hiking boots on i probably could have jumped higher but just kidding I'm, they still jumped a hell of a lot higher but um one thing that kind of cracked me up is uh jeff uh we we they took us in one of their huts and their huts are made of dung cow dung i mean they use what they got right and we're sitting in there and there's there's someone in there sleeping on their cattle hides and there's like flies and you know and it's it's not the greatest place but you know it's not terrible but we're sitting in there and so they're talking one the guide was talking to us and Jeff keeps looking at me he's like it's made of shit they live in shit and he just couldn't get over the fact that they literally lived in shit um I mean, it wasn't their own shit, but anyway, so I remember Jeff, yes, he was, couldn't quite get over it. And then we, then in that same day, we drove on to Olduvai Gorge, which if you study anthropology and history of uh, man or, or hominids, you would know who Australopithecus is. And um, a, a, what, alive like 1.6 million years ago, one of our, you know, ancestors and, um in the in the Olduvai Lake bed, uh, it's where the Leakies. If you've ever read National Geographic in the last thirty forty years, you would know all about the Leakies. And this is where um, you know ancient lake bed. And so you you can look into this gorge, and it's it's very sandy, and you can it's not as big as you might think. And you can actually see they point out where they found Australopithecus, and they still find all these uh, human remains there or hominid remains. Um, because, you know, in ancient times it was a lake bed and, and is, you know, lake is, uh, um, it's not there anymore. It's, uh, evaporated, but, you know, at, so all along at every level, uh, humankind have lived there, you know, for millions of years. And, um, that was almost like a spiritual experience for me. Um, so that was pretty cool. I don't think Jeff really, really cared but <laughs> but then we were running late so we 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 finally made it to Serengeti and the Serengeti is um uh it's just a grassland and I can't do it justice explaining it but there's something so gorgeous about as far as the eye can see just grassland and the occasional tree it's beautiful in its own right it doesn't sound beautiful but it is and and there's nothing there's no buildings nothing it's like 
you know, the planet before humans made their impact, which again is like a spiritual experience for me. <laughs> I don't know if you're noticing a trend here, but I'm a people person, but I kind of don't like my fellow man, especially the older I get and the more I see of us, especially as we destroy the planet. But it was so great to be in a place that had not yet been destroyed and you didn't feel like there was a fence anywhere in the imagined, you know, it wasn't like this was some little park that you knew the animals were all restricted. It didn't feel like that at all. It felt like they could roam forever. And um, it was just so exciting. And when we drove in, we were late. It was raining. It was dusk. And we saw like a a big cheetah ran across the road slowly and trotted across. And that was amazing. Um, and then we got in there and I, you know, I, we, we camped and um, I can't really remember the spot that night, but um, I, you know, I, I, I guess memories are coming back a little bit. It was just, you're in the middle of the Serengeti. I mean, it's, it's, it's gorgeous. And, um, and then the next day we, we looked for, for, you know, did the usual safari. And one thing I wanted to say about this travel is it is actually pretty tiring. You know, the dust coming in and you're bouncing all over and you, you know, we drove for, I don't know, 10 hours or something. Um, and then you, you know, you get to your destination and then you do safari for a couple of days. So that's basically what we did it was like a day and a half safari every, every stop we went. And that's what happened at the Serengeti. Uh, but then the next day, like I said, we didn't really see much. But then we saw that leopard, a big leopard in a tree, and it's just so exciting, you know. And Priscus is like, oh, and he, you know, he figures that there's something there, and we drive up, and you see this beautiful, you know, huge leopard tail hanging down. He's just lounging in this tree, it's grass as far as the eye can see. It's just us. And, um, you know, we saw water buffalo, buffalo these big bulls and um, lone bulls. Jeff and I kind of laughed about that. That's like what we are, and that's what I am today—a lone bull. So sad, but um, but the cool one of the coolest things on in my life, and on this trip happened that day, and that was with those cheetahs. And we saw them, and it was you know you, you're so excited to see them, and there was like this little mound in the distance. They have these little mounds, I guess they're termite mounds, kind of round things, and they kind of pop up above the um, the grass. The grass is like three feet high, something like that, two to three feet high, if that. And um, then we couldn't see them. And you can't believe it because how could you not see them? You can see through the grass pretty much. Um, they disappeared, and we're looking for on our binoculars and – and then we saw that lone gazelle and we're like, well, maybe they're hunting it. And we look away, we were scanning all around. And then, and then we see a head pop up. And then, so we drove up to him and it was so exhilarating. It was so exciting because you were just, it's like you were uh, entering a world in which you really don't belong. And you were getting this little gift of this glimpse into what their life is like. And it's, it's kind of like what you would see on Mutual of Omaha, but it's a lot better because you're you're there. And so you could see them panting like really hard. Like one was actually still on the neck of the gazelle, killing it, suffocating it. The other was like had already started eating, but um, was was being the scout, the lookout. He was like looking around, scanning the whole 
plane and they ignored us completely and we are literally like three five yards away from them and but they were operating under such uh they were it was so urgent to them they had to eat it and consume it before the hyenas or the lions came and got it so one would eat and then the other would you know would be the lookout and then they would switch and we watched them for I don't know five or ten minutes, and um, they're just gorgeous animals, you know. And, and they had, like had blood all over their mouths, and uh, it's hard to describe. It was just it, it, again like a spiritual experience. <laughs> um, I wish I could describe it better, just why it was so exciting. But it's just like you're like a, you're like being shown this thing that you really should not really see. It's not like it's bad that you're seeing it, but you just you know, it's not like your normal day going and going to McDonald's or whatever. Um, I don't know why I use that as an example, but anyway, that was one of the coolest things I saw on my trip. And I was, and, uh, and then we saw like hyenas fighting over a gazelle's head and they, one literally did like laugh and, um, yeah. And then we camped out there, had another fire and, and, and you could hear the hippos and the lions and that was pretty amazing. Um, I just absolutely love the Serengeti. It's one of my favorite places in the world. And um, then the next day we, uh, you know, we headed out and another like six hours to uh, Ngoro Goro Crater. And we did a little um, sightseeing there the next day or that day. Um, and um, the you know, we saw that black rhino from long, long distance. It was just a, a dot. Um but I heard on the news the other day, I think the last black rhino died. So, you know, when I was there, I said the 18 or something. So 15 years later, gone. It's a shame. It's a fucking shame. But um, humans can't operate uh, as a group in a reasonable way because of our self-interest uh, uh gets in the way and it's it's a damn shame but anyway um there are still some animals there i would assume <laughs> anyway sorry don't mean to be a bummer but a uh, couple of just amazing days uh on the serengeti